Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally, and today we are here with Shannon. Hi Shannon, how are you? Hey, I'm good, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Are you ready to get started? Yes, I'm excited. Thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you for coming on. I'm excited to talk to you. So tell us a little bit about your trick when you started pulling, things like that. Um, to be honest, it's hard to remember when I first started because it feels like it's been since forever. Um, I think the earliest memory that I have of doing it is probably around 13, 14. Um, but yeah, I can't remember like a particular time when I actually started to do it or the reason for starting to do it. Um, but it was something that I say I, I definitely started as a teenager. Um, and it's something that I didn't actually realise was a thing. I didn't know it had a name. I didn't know other people did it. And I didn't know why I was doing it. Um, so it's something that I actually kept a secret for a very long time. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it wasn't until I was about probably 20 um, that I actually discovered someone on the internet who also had trichotillomania. And I was like, oh, it's an actual thing. Um, so yeah, it, it was a long time until I actually realised that there was a name for it and that other people did it as well. Where did you start pulling from first? Um, I'd say like the back of the head was like the, the main place and the bottom um, right underneath near the neck. But it's, um, you know, places that are not weren't too obvious. Um, and it was something for a while that like like I say I was super embarrassed about um like going to the hairdressers and things like that was something that I tried to avoid because I was super conscious about like ball patches at the back of my head where I was constantly pulling from um I wouldn't say it was like somewhere that did it all over my head it was like the these particular areas that I used to focus on um but then it sort of just went to pull wherever <laughs> Mm -hmm. now when you did go to the hairdressers did you have like lies that you were going to tell them or did you kind of just avoid when they you know went to that area how did you how did you interact with them so I didn't actually bring it up at any point um so I didn't sort of make it obvious I didn't say anything about a particular ball patch or anything um and I was waiting to see obviously if they was going to bring it up and if they was going to bring it up then I was just I would just be like oh no I had no idea. I didn't know. Um, completely deny any knowledge of <laughs> of it. Um, so, but to be honest, I've never actually had an experience where a hairdresser has mentioned it. Um, the last time I went to the hairdressers, I did mention about the the very you know bits at the front of your hair because mine's thinning out because obviously I pull my hair a lot. Um, and she's like, oh, it's about it's all to do with hormones and being a woman and all this, that, and the other. Um, so I've just sort of like brushed past that conversation and left it at that. Um, but I've never sort of had an open conversation with a hairdresser about my trichotillomania um, or being sort of upfront about it because it is something that I'm still sort of getting comfortable speaking about. Mm -hmm. Has there ever been a time where you avoided the hairdresser? You're like, I can't go this time. Uh, to be honest, I don't think I've never avoided it, but I just try not to make a, a lot of appointments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's, there's, 
there's never been an occasion where I've sort of cancelled an appointment because I've been too scared to go that particular time. So rather than just cancelling appointments, I just try to space my appointments out as far as I can. Um, I know in particular when I was a teenager, I think I used to get my hair cut maybe once every year and a half, um, which is obviously not very good for your hair in general because it needs to be cut um, to grow healthy. But I I just avoided it completely. Um, now I probably go every sort of six months to get my hair trimmed. But yeah, as a teenager, it was something that I definitely avoided because I was nervous about sort of the hairdresser spotting the ball patches at the back of my head. Mm-hmm. Now, when you first started pulling, did you have people who noticed it? Like, did your parents notice? Did they ever bring it up to you? Um, yeah, so at the time when I started, I lived with my mum and she sort of did notice like down the side of my bed when she was cleaning it was just like full of hair because my bed was next to the wall and there was like a slight gap in between the bed and the wall so I literally just sit on my bed whilst I was on my laptop or watching tv and just pull my hair out pull my hair out and put it down the side of my bed um because I didn't obviously want my mum to see it um but later on a few years later she did say like you know I did see all the hair at the side of the bed when she was vacuuming up, my hair used to get caught in the vacuum because it was literally just all over the floor. Um, and I did actually go to therapy for my trichotillomania um, when I finally had an open conversation with my mum about it. We went to the doctors and they sent me for CB, CBT, CBT. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which personally for me, it didn't find very helpful. I don't know if it was person that I saw that I just didn't click very well with um or if it just personally wasn't the right avenue for me to go down um but yeah my mum was really supportive you know she didn't make me feel embarrassed or anything about it like that but she did used to catch me pulling my hair out and just like make me aware that she could see that I was doing it in an attempt to sort of try to get me to stop Mm -hmm. and how long was it when your mom you know when she said she first noticed to when you did have that open conversation with her how long was that time period in between um i'm not too sure to be honest i think it it all sort of happened around the same time um i think i've been pulling my hair out for a while before my mom sort of said you know just so you know i'm aware of this um but then it was sort of a conversation that we had at the same time where you know, she'd ask me why in particular I felt the need to pull my hair out, which is obviously very hard to explain when you don't even know why you're doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in my case particular, um, I think it started by pulling out the really thick, wiry hairs that was in my head. Um, so my hair's quite soft. Like a lot of people at school used to say my hair felt like candy floss because it's really like frizzy and fluffy. But in amongst them hairs, there's really like wiry, thick black hairs, um, which is completely normal. Um, I now know that that's completely normal. But at the age of being a teenager, I just had this like strong urge to just pull those hairs out and get them, get rid of them. Um, and I think that's sort of where it, where it started was these wiry ones. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to explain to someone, obviously being my mum, who doesn't understand trichotillomania or doesn't understand the urge to pull hair out because it's something that they don't 
go through um and it's hard to say to someone i can't physically stop it because they would be like well just don't do it but obviously mm -hmm. it's not as simple as that mm -hmm. now do you feel that the conversation went well like i you know from my perspective it's like okay you know your mom kind of let you take your time in telling her it wasn't like she brought up to you right away hey what's going on do you think that helped you know have that conversation because it was on your terms yeah definitely like my mum's always gave me support 100 percent in everything that i've done and she's never made me feel like embarrassed about anything or ashamed me for anything at all so having a conversation with my mum about something like that um i knew it would always be okay but it was me being nervous to actually approach that subject um so when the time came um my mum you know she sort of took it well and obviously she was concerned which is why we you know went to the doctors because at the same time i was struggling with anxiety and things like that which i think is obviously goes hand in hand with trichotillomania um but at the time i didn't understand that i didn't understand that other people was doing it as well i thought it was something that i was just doing which made me feel weird it made me feel like i was really strange <laughs> for pulling my hair out um because as a child as well i always had really short curly hair that never used to grow so all i wanted was long beautiful hair um and it just didn't make sense to me why i was pulling my hair out when all i've ever wanted is long thick hair so it, i just didn't understand why i was having the surge to pull it out because it went against everything that I've ever wanted um, so yeah it was a really sort of confusing time as a teenager not really understanding what was going on not understanding what it was or why I was doing it um, I'm feeling like I can't speak to anyone about it as well because I'm embarrassed about it and also ashamed um, I think would be a word that I would use because to me at that age I thought well this isn't normal uh, so mm. I, I was ashamed to admit that I was doing it I felt like I was doing something wrong um, which is another reason why I didn't really feel comfortable talking about it with anybody mm -hmm. what would what would be some tips that you would give other parents who have children with trick I think um, approach the conversation sensitively um more often than not and more likely the person who is pulling the hair out the child who's pulling the hair out is going to be feeling embarrassed confused um and probably doesn't want to actually speak about it so if you go in there all guns blazing saying why are you pulling your hair out um i appreciate that there might be concerned but there's certain ways to go about it and certain ways to word things you know don't make them feel like they're weird for doing it or should be ashamed um just sort of sit down have a conversation like you know i've noticed that this is something that you're doing are you feeling okay um mm -hmm. is there anything that i can do that might be able to help you with how you're feeling and just sort of approach the situation in that way because more likely and more often than not there's actually something behind the trichotillomania that's triggering it that's how that's what i found in my personal experience um which also might help to speak about as well as speaking about the trichotillomania at the same time mm. so tell me a little bit more about your cbt that's the cognitive behavioral therapy right when i went 
I had some, you know, I played with a, a doll's hair. They said, pull the doll's hair out. What, what are some things they told that you maybe, they tried with you? Yeah, so that was the same with me, um, was suggesting getting a doll's head, um, feeling the doll's hair instead of touching your own hair, um, try to wear your hair in a bobble. If it's down, then you're more likely to want to pull it. Try and keep your hands occupied. I remember they gave me like this fidget tool um, to sort of play with to occupy my hands so my hands weren't drawn to my head. Um, but I, the CBT aspect of it, um, I don't really remember much of. I don't remember much of my teenage years in general. I think that's like an ongoing trauma thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I have very little memories of childhood and sort of the beginning of my teenage years. So everything's quite, quite cloudy from that time in my life. But I do remember bits and bats of going to see this lady who suggested CBT, suggested the way that I was thinking and changing the way that I was thinking. Um, but I do remember the, the doll head suggestion. Um, mm -hmm. And this, she just suggested getting a doll's head with some long hair and actually shaving the hair off so it left like spiky bits to rub my hand over to get that sort of feeling of like the wiry effect um, to trick my brain into thinking to feel that rather than obviously to try and pull my own hair out. Um, but again, I didn't find that useful. Um, and I find it like I go through periods of sometimes like this this year in particular, January has been bad <laughs> for trichotillomania. Um, and but sometimes, like some sometime last year, I could go maybe a month and think, oh, I don't actually think I've pulled any hair out this month because mm -hmm. it's not been a big thing. Um, but then, like January this year has just been like nonstop. Uh, but I don't know the reason for it, and it's super frustrating. Um, but yeah, it sort of comes in like peaks and troughs. Mm -hmm. That's how I find it anyway. Yeah, I, I, I feel similarly. It's like you said, oh my gosh, look at all the growth I have. Next day, all gone. You know, you really you can't even tell. What are some yeah. ways that you keep yourself positive? Because I know from, you know, having it a long time, the moment you pull, it's very easy to be like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you, you know, getting back into that negative self-talk? How do you keep yourself positive how do you keep yourself out of that i think um so i try my best to keep my hair up um because i know that i'm i'm less likely to pull my hair out if i've got my hair in a bobble um and i've also had an open conversation with it with my fiance i mean we've been together eight years now so i feel comfortable enough to speak to him about these things and also we live together so it's going to be very obvious to him that I'm pulling my hair out um so we have had a conversation about you know what it why it is that I'm pulling my hair out how long I've been pulling my hair out um and what trichotillomania is and if if we're sat on the sofa watching tv he'll and I'm pulling my hair out he'll say Shannon <laughs> and he'll sort of gently nudge me to sort of get to stop doing it and i have asked him like you know if, if you ever see me doing it please can you just sort of just take my mind away from it or change conversation um not always necessarily say stop pulling your hair out because sometimes that makes me feel like a bit ashamed um mm. if it if it's pointed out directly um but things such as 
if someone sees you doing it, if you could ask them to, you know, distract you, um, change the conversation. Um, I found that if I'm bored, if I'm watching TV and I'm not really paying attention to the storyline and my mind starts drifting away is when I start to pull my hair out um, as a way to sort of occupy myself and when I'm feeling very, very anxious. Um, that's obviously when it gets worse as well. It's sort of like a coping mechanism. Um, so trying to avoid sort of keeping, so try to keep myself busy in order to avoid pulling my hair out. Um, I did also get a fidget sort of popper silicon thing to keep my fingers busy, um, but that didn't last very long. I think that ended up in my bedside table and it's not made its way out since. So I don't know, it's hard tr trying to find something that works well for you as an individual because there's so many suggestions out there um but ultimately it's about finding something that works for you um because not everything is going to work for everyone at the end of the day um but i think it, it doesn't hurt to try and then you never know what might help yeah and i found that sometimes things that have worked for me in the past can circle back and work for me again like i kind of rotate through things that will help me because it's not going to work like getting the fidget or you know things like that it's not going to work like long term but hey maybe it works for a little bit then you try something new and new now when you first met your fiance was your was trick something that you kind of told him right away or was it a while before you told him how did that conversation go um so no it was quite a long time after we got together that I think I even brought it up. I can't even remember the particular conversation or the initial conversation about it. Um, but obviously, I know, I think it was when we moved out together, which was about three years ago now. Um, obviously, I knew that we would be living together. And it's not the easiest thing to hide. So I, th I can't even remember the conversation we had. But I think I was just like, maybe he caught me doing it one time. And I was like, look, I can't help it uh, and you know this is something that I've been struggling with since I was a teenager things that I've you know I'm trying to get over it I've done lots of things to try and help but ultimately it's something that I'm still sort of trying to figure out and just explain that to him but he is very understanding um and I can have them sort of conversations with him I think you've got to feel comfortable with the person that you're talking to it about because obviously it's a very sensitive subject because it there's a lot of emotions attached to trichotillomania especially like guilt um shame in my anxiety um and i think if you're going to be having that conversation with someone who's got to be with someone who you trust sort of opening up to on that level um who's going to understand what you're trying to talk to them about <laughs> that's not just going to sort of brush it off um and make you feel silly so yeah it um definitely a conversation that I was nervous to have, but it went well. <laughs> it didn't sort of run for the hills and think that I was crazy. Um, so now it, it is literally just a, a fact of whenever he sees me pulling my hair out, it does make a conscious effort to either like pull, physically pull my arm away from my head, um, mm. put his hand on my leg and be like, you okay? Um, or say my name if he's at the other end of the room. Um, which I do appreciate because obviously 
I don't want to be doing it, um, but it's nice to know that he understands um, and he, he's, he also helps me as well in trying to stop pulling my hair out. Mm. Have you had moments, I know you mentioned earlier, you know, it kind of goes up and down for you. Have you had like long extended periods of time where you found that you weren't pulling as often or at all? Yeah, I think um, when we first moved out, um, I felt so busy in life um, that I didn't feel like I had time to even think about pulling my hair out. Mm -hmm. So I would say 2019 was like a really good year for me. I didn't sort of pull my hair out and I had really like, that was like optimum hair for me. When I, I look back at pictures of 2019, I'm like, wow, <laughs> I wish my hair still looked like that. Um, I don't know if it was because, you know, it was an exciting year. We got engaged in 2019. We moved out in 2019. There was what's going on in 2019 to look forward to. Um, and I was just in a, in a very good mental space. Um, then obviously COVID came along, 2020. And I think from there, attached with all the feelings of anxiety, being locked inside, etc um it just sort of started again but I do remember thinking um at that particular time in 2019 like you know this is something that I really used to struggle with but now I'm doing really well and I'm not pulling my hair out and I couldn't think of the last time that I pulled my hair out which is a very occurrence um but yeah since since then I think it's been a combination of factors, but I have sort of slipped back into mm -hmm. it. And ultimately it's just got worse and worse. Um, and then, like I say, January this year has just been like mega bad. Um, so it's something that I'm trying to work on, work on my mental space um, and see if I can get it improved. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like for a lot, for myself, you know, in lockdown, that was, the first time I had pulled my eyelashes out again from like 10 years or more. Um, and so I've just now recently, two years later, have a full set of eyelashes. I'm, I'm doing okay now, but I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, that whole time I struggled so hard. And I, like I said, I hadn't for 10 years. I feel like that definitely, you know, the overall trauma of the pandemic and COVID-19 um, it totally, messed up everyone's mental health but for us it was something that you could actually see you know you could yeah. really see so when did you decide to start sharing publicly with others about your trichotillomania i don't think it was until last year um so i've got my my instagram that i share a lot about my limb difference on there which is the main reason that i have my instagram um but i decided i spoke to someone a friend that I met online through Instagram um, about trichotillomania. And they was like, oh, I've got that as well. And I was like, oh, right, okay. So I met someone on my Instagram who also said that they had trichotillomania. And I just decided to um, do a post about it. And I remember feeling super anxious even posting that out there because it's something that I felt even more vulnerable vulnerable about um in comparison to my limb difference I felt so confident in sharing things about that but trichotillomania I was like oh 
I don't know what people are going to say. I don't know what people are going to think about this. Um, but I was really shocked by the response um, because there's so many people who said, that's so strange. I've got this too. Um, I've never met someone else who's spoken about this before. And I, I actually started to realise how common it was. And I was like, wow, <laughs> really, really shocked at how many people had it. And there's so many people commenting saying, oh, I didn't know it had a name. And I was like, yeah, me too, until a few years ago. Because I feel like it's something that's not really spoken about much because people are ashamed of it. So therefore, they don't want to speak about it. Um, and there's not much out there because not everyone who has it is open enough about talking about it, which is mm. fine. Um, but it's obviously if you're someone who suffers from trichotillomania and you're looking for things out there about it, there's there's not that you know too much content out there about it. So yeah, I thought you know I want to share something about it and hopefully help somebody else. Um, so yeah, I, I was shocked to figure out how many other people actually have trichotillomania. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, even even online, the numbers say like, you know, 10 million in the United States alone. And I'm thinking those are the people that admit it. Like, you know, I mean, though it has to be so much more because they, they admit it and a lot of people don't admit it. So, yeah, I think it's way more common. So are there any, um, you know, tips or tricks you would give someone who is at that, at that point where they want to share either with family or publicly what would you what pieces of advice would you give them I'd say um if you if you wanted to speak to someone about it the internet is a great place for connecting with people who are like you um I found that through my limb difference sort of advocacy because it's a, a support system who understands you so it is a great place to start if you're not quite ready to talk to people that you know about it um so Instagram's got a great community of people. You can literally type in <clears throat> hashtag trichotillomania or hashtag trick. And you can find people to speak with um, or support groups, even if you don't want to physically speak to someone. There's lots of content that you can see. Um, and in terms of speaking to someone like family or friends, I would definitely recommend um, talking to someone who you completely trust, who you feel comfortable talking to. There's still people in my life that don't know that I've got trichotillomania, um, you know, like my grandparents and people like that because it's something that I've just not known how to bring that conversation up. And I feel like some people wouldn't understand. So it would be a really awkward conversation to have trying to explain myself, trying to explain something that I don't truly understand yet. So, yeah, definitely speak to someone that you trust and that you feel comfortable with. And I like that you mentioned, you know, hey, look, even in my life, I have people that I don't share with because it is something you're right. It's what you want to share, right? You don't have to tell everyone that everyone has to know. It's something that it's part of, you know, part of your journey. If you want to share it, you can. There is that pressure to like, oh, if I tell you, I have to tell everyone else. No, you don't have to. It's just, you know, doing what makes you feel comfortable and happy as a person. Yeah. Now, how about things that you do for self-care? Do you notice that if you do certain things, you know, maybe your stress is reduced, maybe you're not pulling as often when you do these things? Yeah, absolutely. I know if I'm having like a particular bad day, I like to get a bath 
and like cleanse my face um obviously wash my hair make my hair feel clean um and just in general like moisturize my skin and if i'm feeling clean and pampered like everywhere and i feel relaxed like i've looked after myself then i'm less likely to want to pull my hair because i'm feeling good um, and i feel like i've just taken care of myself um so i don't want to start and pull my hair out and i'm more likely to try and stop myself whereas if i'm feeling ill um i pull my hair out a lot then because just in general i'm feeling a bit grim um and like you know say you've been unwell you've not showered for a day <laughs> you're mm-hmm. dying to feel a bit mm, you're still in your pajamas you sat on the sofa and you just don't feel great in general that's when i tend to pull my hair more because i'm mm-hmm. sort of just in in like a pit and it's just getting worse um so yeah definitely take taking the effort to go upstairs and get a bath get a shower pamper myself even if it's literally put some moisturizer on my face and brush my hair out whilst it's wet and put it in a low bun and just feel clean uh, is definitely something that helps me um if i'm if i'm struggling and having a particularly bad day um but yeah just self-care in general just make yourself feel nice mm-hmm. i think that always works mm-hmm. and i like that you mentioned clean because when my hair is clean my my response to my urges is i say well, you don't want to get your hair dirty. And then when my hair is dirty, like my hair is really dirty and I like, you know, I use the dry shampoo, like I'm pushing it, I need to wash this hair. I find that I pull a lot more because the hair is already dirty. So yeah. I'm like, it's okay, I'll make it even dirtier. Like that is a, an important thing for me too. Mm. All right, so is there anything that you would like to talk about or share before we wrap up? I just think, um to leave it on a last note is if this is something that you are struggling with that you feel like you've not truly grasped yet and you're feeling super ashamed about please don't feel ashamed about it because there's so many more people out there who are dealing with it and it's a lot of the time beyond our control this urge that we get um and there's other people out there in the community that are there to support you that want to share their stories to help other people and um, so there's always someone that you can find to speak to and just don't beat yourself up about it because like I say there's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days but on those bad days there is people there to support you um, so please just feel like you can reach out to people because there is always going to be people that want to help. Thank you so much, Shannon. It has been really great talking to you and I hope to keep in touch. Yes, definitely. Thank you.